Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the Toronto Raptors lost out on the best two-way wing in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard, but they they recover, they bounce back, signing Stanley Johnson, another two-way wing. <laughs> oh my god, you didn't go there. You went there to start the <laughs> podcast. I can't believe that. That <laughs> what a what a misleading introduction, Ben. Um yeah, they signed a player, you know, they lost a, they lost the goat. They definitely lost someone and uh, they definitely got somebody back, but <laughs> jeez, no way comparable. Um let me delve into it. Uh if anybody doesn't know anything about Stanley Johnson, he's a guy. He was on the Detroit Pistons, I would say the majority of his career. Came in as an athletic, bit of a two-way player and I think really what happened was he never lived up to anything great. I, I think his potential, he sort of underachieved. And his shooting is his biggest issue. I think defense, he's probably pretty sound. I followed him pretty closely in his first year because, uh, like I said, he had some pretty high expectations. But yep. I think in terms of a little bit them playing with his mechanics, they sort of threw him off. And then he had a lot of inconsistencies with the amount of time. He's, a, he's almost a parallel to Norman Powell and the role that he's played on the Toronto Raptors over the past season, except Stanley Johnson, obviously the Detroit Pistons, a much worse team, so he was never given the opportunity in the playoffs to do anything crazy. But I think as we break it down, we'll see that there is a lot of similarities between Stanley Johnson and Norman Powell. Just Norman Powell has proven himself on more occasions. Certainly, and you know, I joke he's you know, he's not comparable to Kawhi Leonard, but he certainly is has that two-way wing potential. You came in the league, his stats, his career stats, about seven-point-per-game shooter. You know, he shoots about 30% from the three-point line. Not the percentages you look for a, for a two-way wing, but he shoots it a lot. He shot about four threes per game, or three th- threes per game, four with Detroit and only two with the Pelicans. But last season, he played for Detroit for multiple seasons, then was traded midway through the year in that Meritage Thom Maker deal. He was that piece that kind of got sent around. He ended up in New Orleans and didn't really break through the roster there. But he's only 23 years old. He's 6'7", 245. He's not nearly as substantial looking as OG, but they have similar builds. He's kind of built like an OG light. I'm not saying that he plays like an OG light, but his body, it's not as thick and all that, but he's still a physical specimen. He can jump. He's athletic. And that's those are the two things. He's got the, the physical attributes that are really strong and what you look for in the NBA. And he does have good shooting mechanics and he has good defensive on-ball ability, but piecing it all together is the next thing for Stanley Johnson. And I mentioned he's only 23. And he has played, I know the Pelicans have gotten a lot better this offseason, but with the Detroit Pistons and the Pelicans, who really aren't the hubs of developing young talent. They don't really have a great track record of picking up wings and turning them into their their maximized potential. So Riker, the Toronto Raptors have the opposite narrative. They take players that are deep in the draft, that aren't looked at as going to be future stars, and they turn them into top-tier NBA guys. Do you think Stanley Johnson, under the Toronto Raptors' development, and coming in with a Nick Nurse offense, with the, the development staff, could he tur- you know start to fill out his potential? Because he does have those physical gifts and a clean-looking jumper. Well, you asked the perfect question, Ben, and that's what I was hoping, because I was going to, one way or another, I was going to transition into talking about that. I think we signed him to a two-year deal, correct? Yep. Put the two years, seven there. million. Two years, two, seven million dollars. I think 
he's not going to become a centerpiece or a rotation piece this upcoming season. Really, what we would be looking to achieve is to develop him up, exactly as you said, to be a Danny Green replacement at some point. Because I think he has more potential than Danny Green, really, to do more things. But in terms of what he's proven, and this will be really difficult as a guy that's shooting less than 30% from three, basically. But just in terms of missing out athleticism around that two to three position, uh, you know, a good defensive stopper that we're looking to as really the fifth option, but is competent in knocking down shots and can create every now and then. I think that that would be the ideal situation for Stanley Johnson on the Raptors, because we're not going to want him to come in and be a shot creator at the beginning for the most part. Maybe Mm -hmm. he could build up to that, but on two years, that's not really a lot of time. But it's exactly what you've been saying. All these little pieces that he has, I think IQ being the biggest reason right now that he's not going to come in and take Norman Powell's place, for instance. Now, of course, he's more of a small forward than a shooting guard, but 6'7", you can pretty easily slide between the two positions, I'm sure. Um, But I think his IQ and his, his sloppiness of the basketball, his turnovers, those things are probably worse right now than Norman Powell. And although they're about par in terms of the points that they're getting, the minutes that they're playing, Norman Powell shooting better percentage, and he's proven himself with a longer tenure on the Toronto Raptors, what we'd hope for is that he picks up things now and then and doesn't shift into a who is it, like a Jordan Lloyd or a Malcolm Miller type role where, you know, they do well when they play their scrub minutes for a minute or two, but you know that they're never going to actually crack the, the roster, the, the real rotation. We hope a little bit more from the, Stanley this Johnson. Season. Yeah, because uh, we don't know what Jordan Lloyd and Miller could do this next upcoming year, but last year we knew for a fact they weren't going to play in the playoffs or anything like that. So hopefully Stanley Johnson doesn't fall within that role. But you brought up a lot of other names on the roster, and the Toronto Raptors probably are looking back, to, looking to bring back McCaw, you know, three-time NBA champion McCaw. Sorry, you have to you have to throw that in there as well. Norman Powell, uh, OG is going to be bouncing back this season. Who are you most encouraged with that wing position? Because Kawhi Leonard's obviously gone, Danny Green's obviously gone. There's a lot of minutes to be had at the two and three position coming up next year, and who are you most encouraged by in you know stepping in and yanking all those minutes? Do you think Stanley Johnson could be one of those players that is in the running for a starting spot, or is he going to be a role player, or is he going to be a deep bench player, in your opinion, Riker? I mean, you can look at the discourse that's happened now for people that are familiar with Stanley Johnson and are speculating on what he's going to be able to bring. I don't think that anybody would have the confidence to put him right away mm-hmm. as a starter or would even peg him to become groomed in one season to be a starter i think it's much more likely i'd love to see norman powell have a good season og ananobi Mm -hmm. you're higher on him than i am so i'll let you sort of take the the driver's seat on this conversation but i see guys that we've already had take that spot before anybody that we bring in unless we bring in a veteran guy and we're at a point on this Raptors team that it makes more sense to start developing your young talent that you want to become the starters to be your starters. That's just how I see it. But like I said, you know more about OG than I do. So how about you take a a stab at what you see from the, the two and the three position this upcoming season? Certainly. I'm in full agreement with your point there. With our current rosters constructed, as you brought up, we could end up getting some more veterans. We don't know what Masai Jury is going to do. He's a, he's a sneaky GM, and I think he's going to do everything he, that he can to put us in contention and put us back to title contenders. But I look at the starting lineup now as constructed. Lowry or Fred, depending on what happens there and how much Lowry celebrates over the summer. But one of those guys, Norman Powell at the 2, OG at the 3, Siakam at the 4, and Gasol at the 5. I think that's going to be our starting unit going into next season. And 
for people that don't know, I'm a huge OG fan, and we're going to be talking about him a lot this offseason coming into next year because I'm very high on his his ability to come back and bounce back from a tough season this year. So I think OG will be fine and certainly surprise a lot of people around the league coming into next season. So I don't expect Stanley Johnson to be able to overtake one of those players. I also love Norman Powell. He, uh, when everyone trashed on him with the GoDaddy curse, I thought Norman Powell wasn't a lost cause, and I thought he could bounce back, and he, he maybe not proved me right throughout the entire regular season. He was pretty streaky, but we're not getting through that Eastern Conference Finals matchup against the Bucks without Norm's 18 points per game, you know, coming in, having electric games off the bench. So shout to Norman Powell. I think those two guys deserve the starting positions next year, and then there's other players like Patrick McCaw, Jordan Lloyd, Fred Van Vliet might be able to run the two. If we bring back Lynn, maybe him, and Riker, we're forgetting about the legend, Matt Thomas, 50% three-point shooter. He could come in maybe be a be a guy off the bench in that wing position. So there's a, there's a few players that Stanley Johnson will have to overtake, but I think with his raw athleticism and his, cause his percentages are bad. His percentages are certainly bad, and his IQ is not up to par currently in terms of basketball IQ, not intelligence IQ but basketball wise on the court I think his raw athleticism and in the same vein Patrick McCaw comes in and is a is a spark plug in terms of how he plays defense and you know uh, Nick Nurse forcing McCaw to come in and just be you know not focus on being a scorer per se but to do the things he's good at I think Nick Nurse and the coaching staff will tell Stanley Johnson to focus on the things he's good at and he'll surprise us in some areas and I think he could potentially be a role player piece yeah. fighting with McCaw or uh, Matt Thomas they're for gonna those need, minutes. They're going to need more help though this is what I see and we'll have yeah. to have a full breakdown because I think we'll have some different opinions but briefly I, I, I think that the Raptors are in a tricky situation right now where yeah, you can shift Norman Powell and OG into the starting lineup, but OG has never been great, and you want him to be, but he has never been anything better than decent. The and goat. Norman Powell. The goat. Norman Powell has been kind of good. He's been a good spark plug at times coming off the bench. But the issue now that you have with our starting lineup is that Pascal Siakam is far from being the number one option on a team night in, night out consistently, right? I wouldn't say he far. Is far I wouldn't from say being, far. No, no, no. Because he can have a good game, but then he can equally as much have a game where the defense sort of figures him out and he's not able to go to his back down post-ups and really what he likes to do to get himself rolling. Right, So I wouldn't rely on him 80 games a season to be the number one guy, right? to get 20 points per game. He will get there. He's just not there right now. So who else is a shot creator on the Toronto Raptors? A creator. And the only guy that I can think of right now is Fred Van Vliet, is our best creator mm-hmm. for shots. And he's not even and in Kyle the starting Lowry. lineup. No, I wouldn't put Kyle Lowry as the best shot creator right now. Because he was, that wasn't really his role um, this most recent season. right? He, he, he became on a roll... For other reasons, but he wasn't really getting into the mix. Remember how much we had criticisms for him being reliant out on the three-point line, being tentative, and then finally when he started to drive into the paint, which wasn't until the playoffs, then we we started to become okay with everything that Kyle Lowry was doing, and especially with the focus on the offensive zone. I just don't see who the shot creator is going to be. So, and it's not Norman Powell, and it's not OG. So we we actually are in a bit of a tricky spot that we need to find that. And that's why I'd be more yeah, keen I, to get Jeremy Lin back. So it's it's a whole new conversation that we have to have. Certainly. Uh, 
you know, Kyle Lowry, he's proven in the past, certainly, that he can be a shot creator throughout a whole entire season, but we brought up on numerous occasions how he kind of focused on being a facilitator and a three-point shooter during the regular season, then when the playoffs hit, particularly when the when the chips got low, especially in that Bucks series in the NBA Finals, he became that star, that second star that Pascal Siakam couldn't necessarily be in the playoffs. He was still very good, and he had a lot of big games, but Kyle Lowry was probably the most consistent second player, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Finals, and Kyle Lowry will have to bear more of the load if he's going to be the starting point guard this season. He's going to have to come in and be the Kyle Lowry, maybe not necessarily of 2016 and 15 when he was just a complete star, a top five point guard maybe in the league, top seven. Right, we we'll need him to play sort of that style of basketball again because we don't have that shot creator as you mentioned, and maybe to save Kawhi's or sorry Kyle Lowry's load and sort of you know longevity in his career, maybe we bring him off the bench. And Fred has shown that he can do that as well. Maybe get Kyle Lowry max out twenty five minutes a game coming off the bench so he can have a long career. That might be something to look into this offseason for Nick Nurse and Norman Powell. You say Norman Powell can't create shots, and I agree with you, his game is not polished enough to do it yet. But I see a lot of potential in Norman Powell potentially being a guy that can create. Because Norman Powell, the one thing that uh, ever since his rookie year, when he made that steal on Paul George and he had that remarkable Indiana Pacers series, the one thing that really intrigued me about Norman Powell is his quick first step and how explosive he is getting to the rim. The unfortunate thing is sometimes he gets a bit out of control and flings the ball off the backboard and has trouble finishing around the rim, but if he can polish up his finishing game, I think his pure explosiveness, and he doesn't have that poor of a handle. The fact that he can get to the rim so quickly might be able to open up the rest of his game if he can finish on a more consistent basis. Well, there again, this is a full conversation that we'll need to have yeah. in, a, in its own podcast, but... I'm, I'm looking at this from two lenses and one that in order to see this potential, because that's the word that we're tossing out for every player here, yeah. Stanley Johnson, OG, Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, it's all potential. We all know that there's a place that they could reach that we would become comfortable with them, maybe even taking a team on their own to the next level, right? That's yeah. what we're saying. And you can never develop that potential until you become a starter, until you're able to yeah. try different things, until you're able to fail upwards and get better because of it, right? But at the same time, mm. we're looking at this is a championship team that's now lost their star that we're not really going to accept missing the playoffs. We're not really going to accept eighth seed first round exit. If it happens, it happens. But as fans and as an organization, there's way more expectations than that. So it's hard to be like, we're going to allow these guys now to have their first ever starting season for an entire season long to be able to try these things to become better players, which is what they need to do to become better and still expect that we're going to be in the mix for the best teams in the East. It's like two competing ideas here. And and I'm not really sure which one is going to shine through. I don't know if it's possible for both to happen at the same time. Yeah, no, that's a fair point, and it's uh, certainly something to look at this year. I'm very high on the young guys that we kept. I think the you know, I might be a bit biased. Well, I'm certainly biased, but I really love Norman OG, and I think they can take the next step. And I think the Toronto Raptors will be a top seat, maybe not necessarily top four, but will be a playoff team for certain in the Eastern Conference with the young guys stepping in. But not everyone might agree, but... 
you guys, we want to hear from you guys listening. Let us know in the comment section below. Are you excited about the Stanley Johnson signing? Who do you think will be in the role rotation players for the Toronto Raptors now that all the wing player, our starting two wing guys are gone? You know, check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words on the Toronto Raptors young wing talent? Well, Ben, we started this podcast as a Stanley Johnson <laughs> signing, and I think we probably talked about him the least in the pod, but I love it. That's the way it goes. Certainly, right. and... Final thing. Final yeah. thing. OG over Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Man, I'd love to see it, but who knows? We'll face him in the championship, and then we'll make our real decision. <laughs> Fair. All right. Cheers.